welcome to the Comfort Connections podcast. In this episode, the important role of aging life care professionals throughout the care continuum, we are joined by Anne Sansevero, founder and CEO of HealthSense, a care management consulting company and board president of the Aging Life Care Association. She is an aging life care professional and care manager with a nurse practitioner master's degree in geratology and a subspecialization in neurological disorders. Anne is a sought-after resource and advocate for families who are caring for older relatives or disabled adults. Welcome, and thank you for joining our listeners today. Thank you so much for having me. Anne, can you please share with our listeners an overview of what is meant by aging life care? Sure. Aging life care is um, it's a profession really geared toward optimizing the health of older adults. So the term aging is used as opposed to geriatric because aging is a process. And this profession uh, involves health and human uh, service professionals like nurses or social workers, occupational therapists or physical therapists, or those that have had experience working with um, especially older adults, being able to consult in a more holistic way and look at all the areas of aging and being able to strategically plan with an older adult their aging journey. Uh, oftentimes, we're called in times of crisis. Maybe they've had multiple falls at home. Maybe there's medication errors. Maybe the families are living geographically apart. And their loved ones are resistant to care. But primarily, the notion of aging life care is bringing in a professional to be able to quell that crisis and to be able to really write the ship, and coordinate a strategic plan for aging well. Thank you for these insights. So, Anne, can you please share with our listeners your career journey and the impact that you make for those you serve as an aging life care professional? I came here to the United States as an immigrant. I was a nurse recruited during the height of the AIDS crisis and um, spent planning just to spend a year or two here in the United States. Ended up loving this country. I love the optimistic, uh, can-do nature. And I quickly started uh, getting my contracts renewed and gathering some degrees. I ended up going into advanced practice nursing as a nurse practitioner. And I specialized in gerontology and subspecialized in neurology. I was always fascinated with um, older people, their stories, the wisdom they generated. And oftentimes in the hospital setting, it was disconcerting to see them being dismissed and talked over. And of course, this was ageism, and I didn't have a word for it yet, but I knew I wanted to be in the forefront of making their voices heard and their healthcare better. So I worked for many years as a nurse practitioner at uh, NYU Langone here in New York City. And after 15 years and raising a family, I wanted something more. I was looking at older people revolve in and out of the hospital for situations that could be properly coordinated in the home if there was the right effort and energy. When I looked into what was going on there, I found an association called the Aging Life Care Association that had a group of amazing professionals, entrepreneurs doing this work. Many of them were women, some were men, um, but they all had a drive and an optimism to make the lives of older people better. And I wanted to join this group. I wanted to learn about the work that they did. It was a nonprofit organization. And I learned that there were many chapters around the country, but New York was one of the founding chapters of this organization. So 
I joined that group and I learned how to become a business person and how to be an entrepreneur. And it helped me marry my passion for helping older people with a business sense I never knew I had. And I have since, um, you know, launched my company, HealthSense, almost 20 years ago now, which is my consulting company. I started a private registry called Holistic Home Care Associates with a partner eight years ago. And I have just uh, launched a third business um, in home care registry consulting called Home Care Wizards. So all of this is to say that um, my journey has gone full circle as a health professional, but also a business person thanks to this organization. And I just love the work. Thank you for sharing about your career journey. And it sounds like you have and continue to make an impact in the lives of so many people. So thank you for sharing that. I know you started to touch on this, but can you explain for our listeners how an aging life care professional supports older adults? We're generally contacted by the family members of an older person. Uh, they may not be doing well at home. They may be struggling with care needs. Um, an aging life care professional will generally ask to get a little information ahead of time. They'll have a service agreement signed. They will have a registration form completed that will give demographic information and some small amount of information about the background of what an aging life care professional needs to know going in. And then we'll do usually a home assessment of um, all uh, the issues that are impeding the progress of the aging journey. It might be that the older loved one is having falls. They may be making medication errors. They may um, have funding issues regarding care. They may be resistant to care and have funding but won't accept the care. There's a myriad of issues that we encounter. But with this holistic assessment, we take a deep dive and, and we work with that older person to really... Um, find out what uh, what their day-to-day -day living is like uh, and what are things that we could improve on. We always take a collaborative approach with that the aging loved one. We try uh, not to do to them, but work with them. I often um, I tell them that we're aging experts and our job here is to get to learn what their aging goals are and to get them there. So after that um, assessment is done, which usually involves, for me, it will involve a cognitive and physical and functional screen. It'll involve an environmental review. Um, we'll write then a summary report of all of our findings and we'll come up with a strategic plan. And we'll have recommendations for every area that we see that we know we need to change. And obviously that can include home care. Uh, it's a big part of that. And having a good resource of home care companies is very important as we um, you know, try to improve the lives of older adults. But we'll have all their resources as well that we may call in. For example, physical therapists, occupational therapists, nutritionists. There may be a role for geriatric dentistry. There might be audiology requirements. There might be home um, modifications. These are just some of the things we draw upon. There may be medical issues that we need to streamline with their providers. Um, there may be uh, pharmaceutical issues related to maybe multiple prescribers. Um, every case is different, which makes uh, this field so interesting and so unique. But at the end of that assessment visit, we have a strategic plan of care, and we've got a, a resource list, and we have a roadmap for that loved one and their families, that even if we never met again, they have a way forward uh, with the best advice and counsel we can give. 
Thereafter, many families ask us to implement that plan. Um, some who are watching their dollars may want to implement them themselves, but others who have the funding may want us to implement the plan. They may want us to do periodic check-ins uh, once a month or once every few weeks, especially if they're geographically apart from their loved ones. And it gives the families great peace of mind. Uh, many medical professionals love working with us because um, the communication, uh, that interdisciplinary uh, communication uh, really helps avoid a lot of, you know, unnecessary medical ER visits, etc. Hope that gives you a broader picture of some of the work that we do. Yes, it does. Thank you. Can you please share a few best practice considerations for aging services professionals when caring for or making a referral for an older adult in need of support? The biggest concerns that I see that really uh, impact elder health are falls and medication errors. Those two really are the big ER visit types. And if you have proper home care, they can be mitigated because, you know, oftentimes, you will deal with a population that have some cognitive issues with short-term memory. Just even if they're a successful ager, they may not remember quite as well. Having a really good quality home care uh, worker that is matched to their personality and that they can accept into their home, into their space, to be able to do them with medications, remind them to take those medications. Um, provide them with safety around the home, encourage them to use assistive devices, uh, help them with the physical tasks that might um, affect their health. For example, if they're not eating well or hydrating well, an excellent home care worker cueing them to take uh, their medications, eat regularly, hydrate, makes all the difference um, in the health. It also, um, that companionship, that emotional engagement is so important these days. Um, we're reading a lot in the newspapers now about the epidemic of loneliness. And this really is um, so true. And when you have a well-matched book your worker and companion, it just can add so much more joy uh, once that acceptance uh, is given to allow that person into their lives. So it's really... Um, a very important component to that home care part. Um, it can also um, bring great peace of mind to the family members. And um, and yeah, we, you'll see a lot of us work with home care companies to try and get that right match for that caregiver and loved one. And also look into how many hours are needed, what what is the amount needed. Maybe the loved one isn't avail or, or ready to accept a lot of hours yet, and maybe we have to gradually bring those hours up. We work also with long-term care insurance companies to see what we can get in terms of qualification for benefits. That's very important. And the process can sometimes be a little intimidating for our clients and owners. So you'll see aging life care professionals work with long-term care insurance companies. A lot of our care management, my care management colleagues do benefit navigation, especially my social work colleagues. They're excellent at that. Um, other roles I will say aging life care professionals we also assess for senior living and whether if, if they're if our loved ones are not able to you know live safely at home even despite home care you know when is it time to move into senior living um when is it time to move into memory care um what are the choices what are the local resources we help educate the families and the their elder loved ones about those choices too 
those transitions occur. And as our episode nears the end, can you please provide a few helpful resources to consider when caring for an older adult? Sure. So the first one of the first resources I'm going to share with you is actually our organization, which is aginglifecare.org. That is our website. It gives a lot of valuable information for all kinds of professionals um, about uh, aging life care. There are white papers available there on site. There's a find an aging life care expert that you can just put in a zip code and find an aging life care expert anywhere across the country. Uh, when you do that search, you'll find a care manager and all of their qualifications in that area, and there'll there'll be a geographical um, spread of that. So that's a really valuable resource. Um, other resources I like to share are the nonprofit organizations that I work closely with. Um, here in New York, there's Dorote.org, which is an amazing group that does a lot of um, friendly visit programs, University Without Walls. Um, there's obviously on a uh, national level is the Alzheimer's organization. There's Parkinson's uh, Foundation, an organization here in New York. Again, there's a wonderful organization called Caring Kind and NewYorkNYC.com. It is a dementia care resource that um, really does a lot of advocacy for families, has a lot of information, has caregiver training for dementia, has... Um, a lot of support group services for those dealing with um, dementia. So wonderful organization. There's there's a lot of subspecialty diseases within the uh, that affect older adults that have these nonprofit organizations. Lewy Body Dementia is another organization. Um, there's of course also the broader organizations like the local area of aging organizations and. Um, and for those that have concerns about elder abuse or financial elder abuse, there, you know, there's the adult protective services agencies. Um, so there's a lot out there. Um, and most aging life care professionals, when they are consulted, if they are talking with families that have uh, funding issues, we're always going to tell you what those local resources are. But there are so many. Um, and you have to know specifically what to use them for, for example. These are wonderful resources. For our listeners, we'll have the links to the websites and mentioned under the Resources tab on the Come for Care website. Thank you for joining us today and sharing your insights with our listeners. Listeners, visit ComfortConnections.com to download complimentary resources, view our show notes, and access the episodes. You can also subscribe to our podcast on your favorite app. Thank you for listening and helping older adults live the best life possible. Mm-hmm.